Welcome to another episode of The Spiritually Persistent Entrepreneur with your host, Sharon Wilson, founder and chief inspiration officer of Coaching from Spirit Institute and master spiritual business mentor. The intention of this show is to provide transformational tips, tools, strategies, and resources that support and empower you to soar and shine in your business now. Enjoy. Well, welcome everyone. I'm so excited you're listening in and I'm so excited for our guest today. In our talk today, he'll be sharing more about how to solve the big problem and you're going to find out more about what that is and how to solve it. So you're going to need to listen in and you're going to be excited to do that. Well, he is the founder of Insight and Synergy, Inner Transformation and Cognitive Awareness Specialist, an advisor, author, speaker, and a new friend. He's the trailblazing visionary and creator behind the new Cognitive Awareness Specialist and advisor field. He provides his personal and professional clientele with unparalleled insights and tailor-made strategies and solutions unattainable by other methods. And that's why you're going to want to listen in. His unique approach and global reach have been praised by world-renowned mental health professionals, educators, and his expertise is routinely requested by families, universities, community and youth programs, marketing agencies, coaches, focus groups, attorneys, violence prevention agencies, and more. What a vast, huge range of people that he is supporting. And I am so grateful to have with us here today, Janiji Lake. Janiji, it's great to have you here today. Oh, Sharon, I'm grateful to be here. Uh, awesome is about to happen. Yes, awesome, for sure. And I just love how we talked about um, how to say your name. And you said, say it like Luigi, Denigi. So I did my best to not have that little lilt there, but it's a beautiful name. So Denigi, um, since my podcast is called The Spiritually Persistent Entrepreneur, I really ask all my guests, what does being a spiritually persistent entrepreneur mean to you? You know, I, I I love this question because I know each of us might be able to answer that differently. But I think if we look at the difference between how I would answer that as a personal answer, or if I can look at that through the universal answer of the people I've worked with, I would answer it two ways. The first way would be for me, I had no clue there was anything beyond thoughts and beliefs. I had no idea that I could choose to act on a thought or belief not. Because in my world growing up, this was just automatic behavior. So for me to be a spiritual entrepreneur, I had to remember the me that has intention and present moment choice. Because if I don't have as an entrepreneur the ability of adaption, present moment choice, then I'm in habit. And the clients I work with are looking to get out of the habit and into the presence. So for me as a spiritual entrepreneur, the clients I serve, I have to remember that I need to show up as no one, not under the influence of an identity, but that is a spiritual being. And that has helped me work with myself. And in that, 
I can work with clients who are now looking at what does it mean to them? And most of the time, what it means to us is the habit, which is not a spiritual journey. Mm. This journey is beyond the habit. And so that's what I bring with the clients. I, I, I show them what does it mean to be a spiritual entrepreneur? It means to no longer be under the influence of an identity that is not us. Mm, because if I show up under the influence, well, yeah, if I show up under the influence of an identity, then I'm recruiting those around me to help me live out that identity, which means that's an egoic moment. Mm. And these are the things that we show entrepreneurs. and, And I had to learn this myself. It's 17 years on this journey. And I guarantee you the first thing I had to learn was I didn't know a thing about what it really meant to be spiritual. I only had the ideas and beliefs I'd been taught. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's powerful. Well, so can you share one challenge that stands out that's helped you to activate that more in you? It's it's funny because I would make promises. Mm. Oh, I'm going to make this change. I'm going to make that change. And, and meant every bit of it. Mm-hmm. But the challenge was, is that I might have been present, oh my goodness, I could do this. But then inevitably, I would melt back into that habitual me, that thought me, that depressed me, which is what it used to be. And so the biggest challenge that I had, that the, the biggest obstacle, was really being able to stop playing that habitual me. And the biggest challenge was to understand that there's a me beyond that. That's the challenge I had to solve. I had to I had to solve, and that's what happened when we solved the big problem. Is I understood where intention and where function, all of that is. Intention isn't in the habit mind. It's not in the ego. Functions not in the habit mind. It's memory. I have the memory of maybe being wise, maybe once in my lifetime, but it doesn't mean wisdom is built into the memory. And so that that I am of us can Mm -hmm. talk and it talks through habit and it talks through emotion, but it doesn't have logic, wisdom, rationality, emotional control, determination, all of the things that our true self has. Because that, that mental us is just memory. It's so important that we understand that function, our natural abilities aren't in the memory of whether we use them or not. It's in the true self that can choose to utilize it. So it's not in memory. The who we are, ability for natural emotional choice, not emotional control. Emotional control is what the ego would say. Our true self says emotional choice. Instead of habitual behavior, Mm -hmm. that's of that I am. Instead of present moment intentional choice, intentional behavior. So my biggest challenge was figuring out that there was really a me and what that me was beyond that habitual me. And that was the biggest challenge. And it took a while to even know that that was even possible. And that's where we broke the the big problems where we solved it. We truly understand now where intention and function is. It's not in that egoic self. It's not in the mind made me and the mind. It's the memory of it. But we don't, you know, if I remember eating, then... The ability to chew, the ability to to 
pick up that item with a fork isn't there in the memory. It's the memory of me doing it. So there's nothing I can do about memory except to see past the lies and the illusions I had of those memories. Wow, awesome. Well, that segues us great into, so what exactly is the big problem? And you've already started to allude to it. So why not, especially for folks here that are starting a business or expanding their business and their heart center, their coaches, their healers, their, you know, people that really want to make a difference in the world. You know, so what is the big problem? Big problem when it comes to entrepreneurs, when it comes to business, the big problem is this. When an individual makes a purchase, it's the I am that makes a purchase. And that purchase must match the identity of the I am purchasing it. I'm someone who likes cats, so I'll buy stuff for cats, but I won't buy stuff for guinea pigs. So that Mm -hmm. I am is going to tell me what I'm supposed to buy and what I'm not supposed to buy. And as an entrepreneur, if I don't understand the I am that my audience is trying to live out, then I don't know if my product or service is going to match the automatic yes or no that the client has in their mind, because that's what's going to happen. I'm not selling typically to a consciously awake human being. I'm selling to someone who is in the habitual mind. And so... My product has to match either the habit mind or it has to match the emotional mind. Otherwise, they don't buy it. And the big problem has been that since we're selling to the I am, the I do is silent. When we sell someone a solution, that means they did not know what to do, which means the doer is silent. The I am can talk all the time, but there's no doing happening because if I knew what to do, I wouldn't need to abort that to begin with. And so the big problem is that we're selling to the I am with a a uh, an asleep, a retired doer. And then we give them the product. We say, great, here's what you go do. And yet the doer is still asleep. So to solve the big problem, we had to understand that we had to bring back the innate I do. Because if we don't change that identity, we don't change what that person thinks that they can do before we introduce the product, then they're going to work the product and fail because their habit tells them they can't do it. I'm not a reader. I don't like being on camera. All the reasons why they couldn't solve the problem before they made the purchase is still there after they made the purchase. And so when you look at course creators, coaches, educators, parents, when we ask someone to do something, we give them something, if it doesn't match that identity, they're going to say, I don't know how to do it. And every company out there, every company out there right now is suffering from high refunds and high failure rate for clients because they don't understand that the big problem is that they didn't know how to change the identity of the individual from being a problem-based identity that bought it with a retired I do to then, right? To then a 
solution-based identity with an intentional idea. So let's unpack that some more. So tell us a little bit about, you know, what can coaches and healers and course creators do to, to um, make that switch? You talk well, about the identity it, switch and how does it relate to the big problem? Well, I think the biggest issue with every business out there, and, and this, was, this was ours as well. Um, I've been an entrepreneur since 1987. I've bought and sold businesses that we've done very well at times. Sometimes we're learning, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing that's happening on businesses. The difficulty with most businesses is they're not understanding the three unawares. They really don't know who they are and they don't know who their client is. And so the best way we solve this is through the understanding of what we call the three unawares. These are the three things that if every human being, every entrepreneur, every business out there knew their business and their own lives would change forever. And those three unawares are, we're unaware that we don't look at our eyes. Most people have no clue that they do not look out their eyes. And since they don't know, they don't look out their eyes, they don't understand where reality is happening. Information goes in the eyes. It doesn't come out. Mm -hmm. And so when information goes in my eyes, my brain's going, oh, that's Jeff. Jeff owes me $25. (laughs) There's Lisa. I like Lisa. We're going to the movies later. And so what happens is, is that what is goes in the eyes and it's then through the mind, added memory, feelings, emotions. And so the average human being does not experience what is, they only experience after the mind has translated it to match their identity. Mm -hmm. And so since we don't understand that reality is happening in the mind, we also don't understand the one view illusion. And this is the real problem. Since we don't look out our eyes, we don't really realize most of the time that we have double vision. Have a couple of drinks, double vision. That's our normal vision. And then the brain, the beautiful human brain, combines the two sights and we see one view through our eyes. But what most don't understand is the one view illusion is also adding memory, feelings, insecurities, likes, dislikes to that same experience. So I'm looking now, I'm seeing one view, pop-ups happening, telling me they're this, they're that, I can't. And we think that that's reality, that what something is and what I think of it is one and the same. And so that's the one view illusion that we don't separate the who we are from what we believe about something. The second part of the illusion is since we don't understand the one view illusion is we also don't understand the screen. Inside the mind, you could say we have like this movie theater, right? This screen in our mind. And if we understand that that screen has two screens, like picture in picture, real easy to understand. One part of my mind is there's what is, and the other part of my mind is saying, yeah, but. Mm-hmm. We don't understand because we don't see the yeah, what? We don't see that it's not reality. We don't see 
that we've added to it. And so most people have never, ever experienced their subconscious and don't know what projection means. And if we were to open up a book and look inside a book, I ask people, what's in the book? And they say words. So really, look again. And they look and they go, letters. Where are the words? The words are not on the page. Letters are on the page. And then the mind was taught what those letters look like, what they look like when they're grouped. And so we see the words in the mind. We don't see them on the page. But when we look at the page, we see words. That is the one-view illusion, that on the page are just letters, and the mind turns it into words, and we see the words. And most people don't understand that when they're looking at something, the subconscious is saying tree, dog, cat. We don't recognize this anymore because it's unconscious to us. And so here we are, we're under the influence of the one-view illusion, turning everything into one view. We don't see that we're living by the one view that we've turned it into, not as it is. And to top it all off, which is the greatest gift of all, is truly understanding the last part of it. If I can recognize the illusion, wow, right now I'm thinking this, I saw my mind offer everything else, I'm supposed to be mad at this person, do I have to be mad at that person? Do I have to treat my thoughts as instructions? Because if I treat thoughts as instructions, as which how I've been taught to treat them, then I don't have choice in them. The egoic mind can only choose from choices previously chosen. Nothing new happens until it's a habit. Remember, the I am is a habit, and the I am is an emotion. And so if I live by an identity, then it must be habitual because it's memory. So the human being has two ways to live right now, and that's it. They can live by the habit, and so the body acts out the habit automatically. We grab the beer, we do this, we do that by habit. And if for some reason we cannot live it by habit, then we must live it emotionally. Because those are our only choose choices. This is what habit. Ha oh, this is what happens when the habit comes true. My identity came true, and this is what I do when it doesn't. Think about this: the habitual me goes into a grocery store to buy bread, butter, milk, jelly. Right? Bread, butter—the same stuff we buy all the time. We go to the jelly aisle. I go to automatically reach. For where the jelly normally is, because it's habit, right? We already know where it is. I know where the milk aisle is. I know where the jelly aisle is. We go to reach, and we realize that those strawberry preserves are not there. All that's left is the jelly, and I have preserves. I can't live my identity out at that moment because I don't like jelly. I like preserves. And since I cannot use a product to physically live out my identity, out the habit, then the only thing left is for me to now live it out emotionally, on what it's like when I don't get my way and I don't have jelly. This is the human being. This is what the human being has been reduced to, that we're a habitual human being, and if it doesn't go our way, then we have to be emotional about it. This is how we've been taught to use our mind and body. Well, what about just trying the jelly? <laughs> um, well, hold on, hold on. Here's, here's <laughs> the gift. 
This is why people and entrepreneurs and coaches and course creators fail. Because mm-hmm. you just said, why not try the jelly? You have to understand that in my mind, I like preserves and I have all the becauses in my mind that justifies why I don't like jelly. Okay. And I have all the emotions of what will happen is if you try to get me to do something I don't want to do. This is so important. Us on a spiritual journey may not seem like it's a big deal, but the reality is this, that 99% of the people on this planet are living habitually. And if they can't live it out habitually, they're going to live it out emotionally. But either way, they have to live out their identity because there's nowhere else to go. Okay. There's no beyond. Gotcha. And that is the big problem. Because if the products you're selling does not match their automatic identity, they're not going to do it. Entrepreneurs have no clue who they're really helping. They're actually thinking that they're helping an individual. They're helping a set of habits and emotions. That's the first person we have to realize that I'm talking to. When a client walks into my doors, I know for a fact that they're going to walk in under habitual and emotional mindset. Mm -hmm. And so who am I really talking to? Am I really talking to a human being? Or am I talking to an individual that I'm going to say something and then they're going to immediately probably respond back through yes or no based on their automatic experience or their automatic habit. I'm not talking to a human being. Okay. We go to the store and we're looking at clothes and someone says, hey, can I help you? What is the number one automatic response people say? No, thanks. I'm just browsing. These are automatic no's inside the mind. If I have an identity that has beer with pizza, and I go to a place to get pizza, but they don't have beer. My mind is going to suffer because I can't live out my identity. I might actually get up and go to another place because I have to live out my identity or I'll be emotional about it. This is the one thing that when we understood that the human being under the influence of an identity only has two ways to live out that identity habitually or emotionally. And since they don't know beyond, the only solution is relief. Oh, I'll just go get drunk. Oh, I'll go get a movie. I'll have sex. I'll go buy something. There is nothing in the habitual mind that'll show someone how not to be habitual. Nothing. Can't be or they've turned it into a habit, and now they've turned into not having a habit, a habit. And guess what? There they are again, asleep and on automatic. I mean, think about this. We go to a store and we automatically say, yes or no, I'll buy that. We, we look at someone and say, yes or no, that's someone I might hang around. We don't even know them. My subconscious, my I am is deciding my life for me when I'm living under the habitual and emotional mind. Mm, okay. Which which means I'm going to live the life my mind was taught to give me, not the one I could have in choice. The illusion, the screen, and the overlay. We've never been taught how we create our reality. We've never been taught about the one view illusion, and we've never been taught about the overlay which means that 99% of human beings suffer from cognitive blindness. They can only see what they think, and they can only act out what they believe. And when you utilize this in business, 
you'll understand exactly how to wake that person back up, how to bring them back home. Because if the habitual and emotional is what we became, then who are we beyond that? If my true self has emotional choice, but my I am, my habit mind says that I suffer over depression, then the cure for my depression is not medication, it's not therapy, it's waking up to the truth of who I am that has emotional choice. If I'm purchasing something and I don't know how to use it and I get frustrated, then I'm living in my habitual emotional mind. I'm not living in the truth of who I am that has the ability of intelligence and learning. You've never seen a baby go to baby laughing school, no more than you've seen a dog go to dog paddle school. It's innate, it's who we are. And so every problem, every emotional problem, every behavioral problem, every failure, every insecurity, everything that the human being suffers from is because they're only living through the habitual emotional mind, not through the truth of who we are. Every solution that we have found, every human being, every business that we've worked with, the problem is in the red, the habitual and I uh, and emotional I am, and the solution was always in the green, the truth of who we are. And the yellow is the illusion of us treating what something is and what I believe about something as being one and the same. It is these three positions, the truth of who we are, functional, present, intentional human beings, with a authentic self, an instinctive body, and a functional mind. That is who we are. We have the ability to have memories, but we've been taught to create an identity out of memory. That's the illusion. The illusion is I've been taught to create a me out of memory. And there's no solutions there, because if there's a solution, it would have to be in memory. So there's no solution. I can't even solve being depressed. I can't solve being anxious because there's no beyond. I just have my habitual mind and I just have my emotional mind. That's it. Well, how, so there are a lot of people, I mean, you know, they're like the depression and anxiety is kind of off the charts. I've seen uh, surveys and studies. So how would you suggest, say, someone is suffering from, you know, depression or anxiety? And I love the fact that you're saying, you know, it's not about the medication and it's not about the therapy. So how do they or, and I'm sure part of this might be in some of the gifts that you're going to be providing us, but how do they begin to start making that shift? Because uh, that's really fascinating what you just shared. So what what would you suggest to someone that might be experiencing any of that? I would have them pour a cup of uh, coffee or milk into a glass, and I'd want them to just look at it. I'd want to ask, have them ask themselves something could the coffee in the coffee cup tell the cup who and how it is? I mean, think about this. Could the milk in the glass tell the glass, man, you should be depressed? Can the content tell the cup who and how to be? Or is the cup already innately who and how it is to the coffee cup? 
And this is the greatest way to look at this. If I believe the content, that the milk, that the coffee can tell me who I am, then who's the cup? If all of a sudden now I'm the coffee in the cup, and this is what's happened to the human being. We treat who we are based on the content of our mind, not the functions of the mind that allows us to have those thoughts and beliefs to begin with. We literally are identifying as the content in the mind, the content in the cup, not the cup itself. Mm. Well, just, that's, that's to really sit with that. That's powerful. So um, I could talk to you all day and we definitely have to have you come back, but can you tell us a little bit more about how you, I know you alluded to this and you were sharing some of it, but how do you help businesses and service providers solve the big problem? And what can people do just, you know, as a take action kind of thing from our, from our conversation here today? I think the first thing every individual needs to do before they look at their business, before they look at whatever it is that they're doing, and they need to ask themselves one simple question. Do I have any idea how I'm creating my reality? Truly understand what I just said. And mm -hmm. if not, that means that I've built a business, or I'm about to build a business on things that are illusionary, not on how we actually function as a human being, which means I can only sell to individuals that are asleep inside, not awake. Think about it. How consciously asleep inside must somebody be to buy someone's product? that has no solution in it. And so what can entrepreneurs do? They can wake the H up themselves, see this for themselves and actually understand who they're selling to. Because we're going to sell to the I am. We have to sell to what they already believe they can do. Mm -hmm. And if not, then we're selling something to someone who in their mind, they've already convinced they can't do it. And so what can entrepreneurs do? They can understand the greatest thing in the world, that clients are coming to you, not for your product, but for the help of them understanding how to reactivate the doer in them because they feel helpless. They wouldn't have bought that product if they knew how to do it on their own, right? So mm. their doer has no idea. So they're not asking me for my product. They're asking for me to help them be human again so then they can use my product to success. Because if I'm selling a product that is outside that person's current life, like this person wants to become something, they can't become anything new if they're living in the habit of the old. And so as an entrepreneur, you must understand how to do the identity switch. You must understand that you're gonna sell to the I am, but before you start working with them, you have to activate their intentional doer because their habitual doer won't do it. And that's what we teach at Helper Snacks, which is the free service that we provide of all of our teaching. I give everything away at Helper Snacks. And then we teach it at a program called Helper Camp, in which we can actually show you through a five-day live process how to utilize this step-by-step. -step. It doesn't take long. And the individual themselves are going to have the unbelievable gift of waking up inside as well. And so we give everything away. We bring everybody to Helper Snacks. We bring them to a free program afterwards called Helper Camp. And literally within eight hours, that's the program. An eight-hour program, people get their entire lives back. 
because they've never been broken to begin with. They just didn't know it. Mm, wow, that is really powerful. Um, so I know that you 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 mentioned that you have these um these free snacks. I love it. Um, so how can people get this information so they can start taking action on this? Because I, I everything you've said, I feel very much is activating. You know, everyone that's listening to this, you know, there's there's like a powerful activation that's happening here. There's no accident that you're listening to this. And so how can people find out more and get that wonderful the, the wonderful free support and offerings that you're providing? Yeah, go to helpersnacks.com. It's all free, though. Uh, Opt in. You're going to get a free ticket to Helper Camp um, where our podcast is in there, our newsletter's in there. We're getting everything set up. Um, There'll be amazing stuff in there as we're going to be adding it as we go along. So go to helpersnacks.com, get bite-sized insights, uh, Mm. which will help you. And then if you want the full immersion, there'll be a link in there to get your free ticket to, to the next helper camp. Oh, awesome. I love how you call it snacks and that's bite-sized because that's yeah. there. Now I get it. Okay. Helpersnacks.com. So um, Gigi, is there anything you want to say in closing? And I really, we've got to have you back. So I want people to really take advantage of this, you know, take a next step. I mean, do it, right? <laughs> Move forward and take some action, activate that doer in you um, because they're, because that's what really needs to happen in order for you to really be able to um, utilize what, what Juniji has been talking about, which is really to solve this big problem and you know you've laid it out in a, in a very powerful way and there's i just know there's a lot of a lot of people just feeling that sense of activation so what'd you like to share in closing it's called intention mm-hmm. if i'm going to do things out of habit um yes i'll have a beer with that pizza or be emotional if i can't then i need to understand intention if i have my left hand and it sits on this chair and I tell it to move, it won't move unless I intend it. So every human being can sit there right now and look at all their behavior, habit and emotion, and realize that if I don't want that hand to move through intention, that's my true self. My true self is intention. And if I start acting or thinking or feeling something I don't want, then I have the ability of intentionally stopping. And this is the thing that most people don't understand is actual intention, because this hand won't move unless I intend it to move, or it'll move habitually to grab the jelly, or it'll move emotionally if I don't have jelly. And at any time I start moving emotionally or habitually, I have what's called executive function. I can stop. And that's the stop we've never been taught about. Mm, Absolutely. So powerful. I'm just so grateful for your light. I'm grateful for you taking your time and being with us here today. And I'm so excited for everyone to get these wonderful helper snacks and to be able to just um, open up to this to this uh, knowledge and open up to this remembrance, really, um, that you're that you're really laying out and providing. So I really appreciate you so much. And thank you so much for your service and your support and your light. Just so grateful for you. And thank you. And thanks for everyone listening. It is truly a gift to share this with you. Well, thanks, everybody. We'll see you back here next time. We see you living lives of love, joy, peace, health, prosperity, abundance, all good things in all ways. We'll see you back here next time, everybody. 
Do you hate selling, yet love to be of service? In my free masterclass, you will discover three soulful secrets to client conversations that feel joyful, easy, and fun. Using these secrets, one of my clients made $8,000 in one week, and another client made $100,000 in less than six months. Register now at www.coachingfromspirit.com masterclass.